Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for... January the 19th in the year of our Lord, 2024. This is our one of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. We reject revolution, unless it's the Jesus revolution, then we're in. We actually stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. It is a freedom-loving, fantastic faith-filled. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time Friday. And there's a lot going on. Dr. Scott Bradley's with me, freedomsrisingsun.com. Welcome back to the show, sir. Well, uh, thank you. I'm glad to hear you're doing well on on your full recovery and uh, you're seeming like your voice is coming in full, you know, full voice for what I'm hearing nowadays. It sounds like you're Yeah, you got to dig that, huh? Work. I love it. You do. You do. Prayers are answered for sure. Amen to that. Absolutely. Amen to that. By the way, most movie theaters across the country today will have discounts and or free popcorn. Why? Because, man, Friday, January the 19th is uh, what's called National Popcorn Day. Yeah. National Popcorn Day today. So bust out your popcorn and enjoy. They say popcorn originated thousands of years ago with the Aztecs. And it's been part of the, quote, movie-going experience for nigh on 100 years, according to... Did you know we had a popcorn board, Dr. Bradley? According to the popcorn board. I didn't board. know about that, but I did <laughs> know we had a popcorn day today. All right. Each year, I just want to ask you a quick question. I know this is kind of a trick question because you don't know unless you see it. You can guess, and that's about it. How many quarts of popcorn do you think are consumed at the movie theaters every year? Any idea? Holy cow. <laughs> I mean, that is that is pretty... But I want to know if you know... How many come with extra helpings of butter? <laughs> oh, all of them, unless you say no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the problem is that uh, there's always another spin you can put on those things, but i got to have extra butter on mine. I love the butter on the popcorn. Yeah, I hear that. Couldn't agree more. Each year, about 4.5 billion quarts of popcorn are consumed at U.S. movie theaters. Uh, and other what they call, um, what are these venues? They call it, and other live venues is what they say. That's according to the National Association of Concessionaires. I mean, just so you know, we had one of them guys, too, National Association of Concessionaires. 4.5 billion quarts of popcorn at movie theaters and other live events. And then when you take in the at-home popcorn consuming, any idea how many quarts we consume? Well, first, I'm going to nuance this a little bit again. You know, popcorn has a couple of different states, one of which is in the kernel form, and the other one is in the popped state. And if it's yes, four and a half billion quarts of unpopped popcorn, that would be an No, uh, I don't think that's right. No, 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 no. It's popped. Okay. At least okay, in, this, so. in this example. Well, I, you know, I can't imagine that you're Because I'm telling you right now, a quart of unpopped popcorn is a ton. It is. But I can't imagine they're doing more at home than they are in the theaters. Yes, they are, buddy. Are they really? 14, listen, 
billion with a B, quarts, if you count the at-home stuff, is the average uh, uh, amount in the nation consumed. That turns out to be about 43 quarts per person, sir. <laughs> well, I'll tell you where I'm really worried now. See, you know, we're That's burning. the popcorn board again, buddy. Well, I know, but here's the deal. We're burning our food storage and our, our food supply. When they turn corn into, you know, this ethanol gas stuff, we're burning food. Oh, yeah. You're going to end up driving around, driving around hungry. It's insanity. So here's the deal. You know, people say, oh, they're not doing that, Bradley. It's, it's a different kind of corn. Okay, fine. But would that ground have been turned into food corn? Or ethanol corn, given a choice. And what's happened is that the government has... Well, it depends on if you leave it to the free market or you have the government force the choice or force your hand so you can stay in business. You got that right. So what's happening is we are burning what would have been a viable food source, uh, a food source and put it in our vehicles, all to the detriment of our vehicles. And it really is not doing anything that's that's assisting in the the, you know, ecology of things so it's really interesting your your vehicles have less longevity more maintenance issues all that kind of stuff and they're burning food sources and it's done because some people have lobbied for this and it's uh, the government is choosing what we're going to use how to do this and well, the farmers are participating too i don't think they're yeah. not uh, they're, uh, they're they're culpable. culpable they're responsible they need to yeah. back out and stand strong and say uh-uh and they need to push back against the laws, making it almost impossible for them to make a living. I mean, you get people paid to, to leave their dirt alone and just let it sit and be idle and all this kind of stuff. And I mean, it's manipulated till the cows come home. But I thought that was interesting. 14 billion quarts of popcorn consumed annually in the United States averages about 43 quarts per person per year. That's according to the popcorn board. Didn't didn't know we had one of those, but there you go. Yeah, four three. 43 quarts per person? Yeah, That's what they say. I'll bet I don't eat. Two quarts, or maybe one. I mean, I can't imagine that. I mean, but that's maybe per I'm year, just you know. anomaly. What? So if you a little less a than year? a quart a week, buddy, you're in. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not eating. <laughs> I'm not eating a quart a year, hardly. I just. I'm can't eating more than that. a quart a year, probably. I until I ended up with some finance or health troubles. I probably used to eat, you know, half a quart a week, maybe. I'd probably be, you know, less than the forty-three quarts. I might be like thirty quarts or something. Um, because I loved popcorn, and I'd eat popcorn a lot. I wouldn't have a huge amount every time, but I'd have it quite often and stuff like that. So wow. anyway, but now I don't eat popcorn hardly any at all, but that's a ton of amount. I think there's a lot of people that eat a whole lot more, too, believe it or not. Maybe so, but I guess I've really got to, you know, do a little catch-up here. But uh, yeah, I don't go to hardly any theater movies. <laughs> I mean, i I got to tell you. I didn't used there's... to. Uh, for the longest time, for the last several years, I haven't. Or, well, let's say this. As an adult, for the last, say, 25 years, I haven't really gone to movie theaters very much. But in the last five years, I've gone a lot more than I did in the first you know, 25 really? before that. And the reason I have really? is because there's a lot of good people putting together good films now that didn't used to be the case. There was kind of a dearth in the marketplace, and I kind of didn't want to go to all the bad movies. There's just nothing to go see hardly. But now there's a lot of good conservative Christian, you know, outside of Holly Warped movie you know, producers and things that are doing a pretty good job. The Chosen's a great example. So they're about to release the next season of The Chosen. They're going to have the first three episodes of the next season in a marathon at the theater. So it's like a, I can't remember what it is. It's like a three-hour something, uh, four-episode thing or three-episode thing or whatever. And, and I'm going to go to that because I really want to support these people making the right kind of good movies. 
And so in the last, I'd say, four or five years, I've probably gone to the movie more than I did the first 25 years before that. Uh, Only for this reason. I want to support these guys and make sure they're successful. You know, you bring up The Chosen, and and I'll tell you what, we, I mean, I'll be straight up with you. This is probably one of the the, uh, most enjoyable series that I've seen in decades. Couldn't agree more. But I've got to tell you, there's there's people, uh, and these are people I I care about, uh, people that I respect, people that, that, you know, that claim Christianity and everything in their lives. Uh, I'm not denigrating uh, by saying they claim it, meaning that they claim it, but they're not living it. You know, I'm not yeah. saying that at all. But but what I'm saying is I I find there are some real polarized people on this uh, this series of The Chosen. And, and, and it may be that, you know, people don't hold their mouth just right when they depict a certain, you know, event in the Savior's life or 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 something. I don't know. I don't I don't know if it's if it's got too much of that flavor and not you're enough saying of this that flavor. people love the chosen or hate the chosen you mean that kind of polarizing i'm saying there are people that are very 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 adamantly opposed to it that claim yes, christianity in their life and they they just can't seem to denigrate it enough they slander it they yeah every it's chance because in my mind it's because they don't understand a lot of it or whatever they haven't taken the time to really get into the spirit of it number one Number two, a lot of them basically have this viewpoint that some of the evangelical Christians have, which is, hey, you never portray the Savior. You never have photos of or, or depictions of um, because it, it kind of crosses that line to um, be, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? To be um, it's idolatry sacrilegious or, or idolatry yeah. or these kind of topics. And, and so I think that's a lot of it. Personally, Maybe. I think any attempt that's genuine to learn more about the Savior's life in a true, honest effort is a good thing. That's my take. Well, you know, and this was kind of about the time you were born, I think. There was this big production stuff, Jesus Christ Superstar, and there was... I remember that. It was in the early of... 70s, actually, but I was old enough to remember that when it came out, I think. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, there was that, and some of these... Uh, and to me, that was kind of sacrilegious. It's kind of. I mean, come on. Well, I mean, I'm it being was polite, over but, the know, top. Yeah. yeah. It was it was uh, sacrilegious. And, and so people are kind of seeing that in this similar kind of vein. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back, talk about it more. Dr. Bradley's on to something. The Chosen coming out. I am going to the theaters to watch it. I pro- will probably not get popcorn, though. So now the national popcorn con- consumption going down on my account. That might actually ruin the economy, huh? Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live. My name is Christian Knuckles. I prophesy there will be no revival until the church leadership stops lying to the people. I'm the first soldier of the spiritual body of Christ, the Lion of Judah, the Confederate Church of Christ. I'm here to declare the lion will lie down with the lamb when the lying stops. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries and brought to you by confederatechurchofchrist.com. Introducing Managed IT Services from NPI. We offer top-notch data backup and recovery, email spam protection, and network security tailored to your needs and budget. With 20-plus years of experience in the medical field, our HIPAA-certified consultants know what it takes to protect sensitive information. Don't settle for less. Give us a call at 801-706-6980 and experience the difference with Managed IT Services. Remember, your IT support should be fast, efficient, and reliable. 
Matthew 24, 24 teaches us that the church is deceived today. Deceived Christians call themselves Judeo-Christians. Around 1900, Jews commissioned the Schofield Reference Bible, which transformed the Jews from Christian killers to the chosen people. Here's the truth. America is in the Bible. Revelation 21. Our form of government came down from heaven. Verse 3. The many Christian ministers at the Constitutional Convention sought God's will. The God-given rights in the Constitution were ordained by God. America is the new promised land for Christian Israel, and Christians are the true chosen people. True Israel is Christian. Listen to Jesus, quote, my sheep follow me, unquote, and, quote, you do not believe because you are not my sheep, unquote. John 10, 25 through 27. The beast has transformed America into the woman mystery Babylon, Revelation chapter 17. For the complete Bible study, write to Christian Knuckles, P.O. Box 210813, Royal Palm Beach, Florida, 33421. Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com, with me on your radio. We're talking about the chosen. Some people love it. A lot of people love it. Some people absolutely abhor it and hate it. It's polarizing, to say the least. I am an absolute fan uh, of The Chosen. Uh, but it does kind of go back to this Jesus Christ Superstar, which came out in 1970. And I remember a teeny kid, didn't know any political ramifications. I just knew it came out, and my parents were offended and said, man, this thing is sacrilegious. And I do remember that part when it came out. I was a really teeny kid, though, but I didn't, I didn't really understand any political ramifications or anything at the time. I just I knew that it came out and knew that my parents, my family felt like it was not good. Uh, and that it was a mockery uh, of the Savior. And some people feel that way about The Chosen. I do think that about Jesus Christ Superstar. I do think The Chosen is a genuine attempt to bring people to Christ, though. That's just my opinion, uh, and I'm going to the theaters to uh, celebrate it when it comes out this next uh, season. Uh, what is it, a month, I think, or three weeks? or so? Anyway, it's coming up very quickly, and I'm looking forward to it. You know, I usually uh, just watch it, uh, you know, in my home, but... Uh... Maybe I ought to try the big screen. I mean, sometimes. And I did that in the past. I watched it at home, but then I just thought, you know, I got to give these guys the mojo. If we could put together more genuine films like this, I would really love it. Yeah, it's true. I mean, there's some, uh, uh, even some television production companies now that are that are focusing more on that. I, th I think there's other voices out there. I think, again, hearkening uh, back to the Jesus Christ superstar phenomenon that happened in 1970. It was a oh man. The it it received acclaim across the nation as this breakthrough. Well, movie he's not of like this that. world, and that's why they love the mockery, and we hate it, right? Well, that's the thing is that that, that uh, you know it's it's you know understandable to me when people are out and out mocking and and uh, denigrating in every way possible, uh, and the sacred nature of so many things is is kind of just peeled back and and the people are trying to make certain that they can they can rub everything they can in the dirt you know but but i i i guess i i i don't understand i haven't listened closely enough maybe to some of these people that think the chosen is on the wrong path because it does seem to me to be a, a kind of a humble uh offering uh that that makes an attempt now there's a lot of books there's probably been more books written about Jesus Christ than maybe any other yeah, single the robe, top subject. Yeah, the robe, for example, is one of them. 
absolutely. And then Ben Hur, even these these you yeah, know Cecil B. DeMille point. kind of productions, but but books. I'm talking about you know thousands and thousands throughout history that have been written, and and I'm sure not a one of them has done it justice. Uh, but there oh, of course are, not. Is a is a religiosity, you know, and and the the saying, you know, you read in the New Testament about if all the books in the world they couldn't cover it everything, you know. But, yeah, but what I, I like about know. The Chosen is they do their very best to depict things in a real-life scenario, but they do their very best to minimally change anything that Jesus really uh, stood for. Or, In other words, they don't take a license to change who Jesus was. They're very careful to try to honor what we know and what we don't know uh, and carry it forward in the proper light of the Savior. Now, I realize that some of the conversations uh, aren't exactly real because we don't we don't have those conversations about how he dealt with the apostles day to day. So a lot of that is their own kind of narrative. But they try their very best to have the narrative be around the characters uh, rather than putting words in Jesus's mouth. And they try to limit what he says and does to things that they can pretty much document, um, not counting just day to day script stuff of interactions with with people and everything else. But they try to make it as, as scripturally correct as they can. And that's why I have respect for it. You know, I, I I have heard that, you know, I mean, I guess the guy that, that portrays Jesus is Catholic. There's an evangelical yeah. element in the directorship. Jonathan but they do have a Jewish input from, you know, different rabbis, perhaps. And, you know, there's all sorts of schools of rabbinism. I mean, honestly, uh, you can take any subject you want and probably find 15 different uh, spins on oh, it. Oh, for sure. About as different as anything. So anyway, anything you do is not going to maybe be right down the flavor of what you're looking for or maybe it's great for you because you can overlook any of the anomalies but but for some people it seems like they're like a bulldog they get on a bone and they just want to chew it until it's pulverized and i i kind of tend to say you know what is there good is there some uplifting elevating kind of you know portrayal of something that a lot of people hold sacred do we have to chew it up and spit it out just because it isn't exactly our flavor and and it no, just seems No, I say no and I harsh. think that's a mistake. I think we ju- yeah, you know we I agree. Uh, what is it we strain it gnats kind of a thing or we uh, swallow you know, camels. The, yeah, or we look at the the beam and look at the beam in thine own eye first before they can cast the mote out of thy neighbor's eye kind of an idea or whatever. You can criticize anything and bring it down, but let me tell you how I gauge this, Dr. Bradley. I'm a little bit of a simpleton. You know what I mean? I'm just well, kind of a redneck simpleton kind of guy yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, okay. But I want to give you kind of a, a, a little secret. You are, already know this, I'm sure. But I want to give the audience a little secret as to how I gauge things. There's a simple phrase, by their fruits shall you know them. And I look at it and say, when I go to a lesson, a speaker, read a book, watch a movie. Uh, in other words, intake some kind of um, thought process or idea or road traveled, whatever you want to call it. I always say to myself this, when I am done or as it progresses, do I feel the spirit of God stronger than I did when it started or not? If I don't, then I'm telling you it's out. It's probably not good. It's either a waste of time or it's bad. One of the two. But if I feel the spirit stronger coming out of it than I did when it started, either in in mid progress and or when it's done. I believe a good job is done. Even if it may not be perfect, I believe the general intent was right or the spirit of God uh, that I feel around me, that I feel um, would not be stronger. Okay, I believe the Holy Ghost can kind of bear witness to these things to you. And if the Holy Ghost is stronger as it progresses or when you're done, if you feel uplifted and strengthened and, and 
you know, cleansed and purified and enlightened and these kind of things, then you know it to be good. If you come away going, no, I don't know about that. That was either dark or confusing to me or I just felt uncomfortable about I know that a simpleton like me might just follow my heart like that. And people are like, wow, you're so naive, Sam. You think you got this sixth sense and you don't. They can think whatever they want to. But I'm telling you, that's how I gauge these things, doctor. Well, I, I think it's probably a good standard. I mean, not probably, absolutely is. And, and you know, there's different ways. Uh, I, I tend to be more of a linear thinker, if this, then that kind of thing. I like to have, you know, uh, information presented in a manner that, that collates together and, and brings to a conclusion. And I tend to be more that way. And I, I don't want to completely say, oh, the spirit never touches me. But, but, but I tend to be more that way, just to compare and contrast with my wife. She is absolutely, uh, you know, the the things of the spirit. Um, you know, I don't have to prove to her using all of the words of the founding fathers the goodness of of the cause of liberty and proper government. She feels it. Okay, now, now that's you know maybe some big leaps from where we're going, but you kind of get the idea. It's I don't think it's, so. I think there's a, different approaches, and I think your point's there right. There is. There and then and to, sometimes it's kind of like she says, "Well, duh." I mean, you know, <laughs> how come you had to go through that That's so right. long to figure that out? You know, it's kind of like, well, yeah, well, no, no, I knew. You know, I kind of go on. Like, I have to backpedal a little bit and say, yeah, 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 you're right. I mean, I, but it was like she felt it, and she felt it and knew it, and I think that that is is a gift in a lot of ways. Yeah, Some I think so, and I have, and I try to be like that. I feel it and I know it, and and then I do what you do too. I linearly go through it in my mind and kind of if this then that or what about this or how does this work or how does this into that and if this that means that and you know i do a lot of that too but i've learned over time when i was young i used to let that analytical thinking of mine overrule kind of the spirit side of things sometimes and say no but logically this and you know even though but i've learned to say both have their places and when you can put both together this spiritual and this analytical together in a way that makes sense to you now you're really on to something doctor in terms of knowing what's right and wrong and what to embrace and what not to and why and how and where and when when you can when you can dovetail those two your schools of thought yours and your wife's um in your own mind reconcile that now you're getting somewhere yeah i think it's complementary and we and you know there isn't one uh methodology that you gotta you know throw out the other one but but I think that there's, uh, you know, kind of getting a little bit beyond where we are right now. I think that within each of us, people call it a conscience or the lighter spirit of Christ or something like that. Yeah, the like lighter that. Christ, I think yep. Everybody, I think, comes into this world as a gift from God to have that kind of thing. And some people subvert it rather early in life. You know, they start following a path that they're unwilling to hear and heed the sweet, you know, whisperings of of the light of christ in their lives and and they kind of they kind of mudded over at first and they pour concrete on it and then pretty soon they got all the rubble of the world piled on and everything and it's really hard for some people to to be able to feel that intuitive you know kind of spiritual awakening in their hearts about things and other people kind of cultivate it and and it's it's one of the things that over our lives during this mortal existence um you know, you kind of tend to sometimes, I think, subvert the real true ability to discern by that most kind of direct link to God. Some people do that. Other people develop it. And and uh, it's it's funny, not funny, it's kind of tragic to me that sometimes people have kind of 
they've crushed that spiritual side to the point that there really isn't much left and their heart well, I'm gonna pray for those people because there is a world out there that will give them awe there is absolutely and and the glory of God's creations and 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 I guess that's one of the reasons that I I kind of try and spend time in my prayers every day you know you know just basically expressing my appreciation for the gift of everything that surrounds us if we start focusing on what God has given us we start to see the majesty of it far more than if we just go through with a dour life that comes down the road at us that which you embrace and promote and engage in becomes stronger you better pay attention to what that really is in your life are you really going towards the goal you hope to achieve is kind of the question I would have. All right, we're going to move on. A lot of topics coming up in seconds. You are listening to Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com on Liberty Roundtable Live. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Tim Berg. Snow, snow, and more snow. More snow is in store for more than 100 million Americans this weekend. Forecasters say two back-to-back storms will spread at least three inches of snow to 18 states from Wyoming to New York. The second part of the storm will dump more snow on parts of the Midwest, Northeast, and Mid-Atlantic. President Biden spent part of his Thursday delivering remarks on the economy. The president discusses lowering costs and expanding high-speed Internet in Raleigh, North Carolina, The president claims more than 24 million Americans did not have access to affordable high-speed Internet nationwide, and he has been taking action to address the issue since he was elected. As soon as I came into office, I took action with what we call the American Rescue Plan, and it included included more than $25 billion to invest in affordable Internet, high-speed Internet all across America. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin remains at home while recovering from complications related to prostate cancer. Pentagon Deputy Press Secretary Sabrina Singh joins reporters at a press conference to provide details about Austin's recovery. The secretary remains working from home. He's been participating in meetings um, since, I mean, since he's returned uh, resumed full authorities, but has been participating in meetings here in the building, um, joining remotely either by phone or or by video. Um, I don't have a date of when he'd be back um, in the Pentagon. Concerns about a wider conflict are growing as the war between Israel and Hamas continues. Pakistan has carried out strikes in Iran as retaliation for strikes that were made earlier this week. This comes as the U.S. hit over a dozen Houthi rebel missile sites in Yemen earlier this week and what it said were preemptive strikes targeting threats to ships in the Red Sea. This is USA News. I'd like to introduce you to our new sponsor, Get the Tea. Get the Tea carries all-natural, non-GMO organic teas and supplements made in the USA. Get the Tea's ingredients are the purest available. My favorite is Life Change Tea. Life Change Tea is a gentle daily cleanse containing 12 herbs that when combined really keep things moving. I drink it every day, and my energy has never been better. I'm feeling great. Life Change Tea comes in three delicious flavors, natural, peppermint, and pomegranate. It's an easy and delicious way to keep your digestion on track. 
And for those on the go, try D365. D365 is like change tea in a capsule. Drink the tea or take D365 capsules and keep your digestion running smoothly. Go to GetTheTea.com and enter discount code USA to get 10% off any size order. That's GetTheTea.com, discount code USA for 10% off your order. Introducing PrepStartsNow.com, your ultimate guide to readiness and peace of mind. We offer practical preparedness tools, training, and education to take your family's household readiness to the next level. Browse the prep shop for essential products, check out our planning guides, and stay informed with our prep blog. Visit PrepStartsNow.com and subscribe to our emails for exclusive offers, new products, and future events. Remember, preparedness begins with PrepStartsNow.com. Former Sheriff Richard Mack recounts in his book the proper role of law enforcement, how he came to realize while working as a beat cop how wrong the all-too-common orientation of police officers is when they think of their job as being to write tickets and arrest people. Richard Mack tells of his personal transformation from by-the-number cop to constitution-conscious defender of citizen safety and freedoms. Learn what it really means to serve and protect. Purchase your copy at CSPOA.org. That's CSPOA.org. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is a, a National Popcorn Day today. And just imagine Sam and Dr. Scott Bradley talk about National Popcorn Day for a second and then move on to weightier topics about God working in your life uh, and about what brings you to Christ and about how to gauge between right and wrong and good and evil and learn to discern, uh, learn to follow your conscience. Don't squelch it early in life. Give it, give it wings. Pay attention to it. Learn. It's fine to be analytical and to use your mind as well, but realize that there's two sides to that coin. There is a sixth sense, if you will, kind of a feeling, kind of an emotion, kind of a spiritual plane that you've got to tap into as well. That along with your intellect, if you can unify them and work through them in ways that you know, really you're on track uh, when they're unified, you're on track uh, when you uh, feel better about something than when you start uh, to embrace it. You're on track if you feel worse about something than when you start to jettison it. Uh, And I know it's not quite that simple, but it is close to that simple. Sometimes we overthink and sometimes we really kind of go beyond the mark oftentimes, and that's a mistake uh, as well. But remember, our whole goal is to bring people to Christ on this program. It is the promotion of God, family, and country. It is the protection of life, 
liberty, and property. That's our quest on this radio program. That's what we've been spent literally well over a quarter of a century doing, and we're going to continue as long as the Lord gives us ability and breath to do so, ladies and gentlemen. Now, by the way, the government shut down averted once again. Now what is really the question, doctor? And my response to that is, yeah, they continue to say they avoid the catastrophe, the calamity. They avoid the uh, you know meltdown, and they act like they're doing something right. What they're really doing, though, in my opinion, is piling up the meltdown to become a bigger problem uh, later down the road. We're not really getting rid of anything, folks. We're just allowing the problem to get worse and pretending that we averted something. We didn't really avert anything. All we did is kick the can down the road. So I, I submit to you these headlines are lies. Hey, we averted it. It's good news. They, it's great news. They kept the government open. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not for shutting down the proper role of government, but I am for shutting down unconstitutional government. They don't seem to understand the difference between the two, Doctor. You know, you look back to September 30th. That was the deadline they had to have the budget ready for the coming year. Okay? they You can open up Article 1 of the United States Constitution, and you can read the job description of the legislature. And, and you know, so they, they've got to pass these funding bills. Okay, now... So, so they've been kicking it down the road since September 30th to avoid the meltdown, okay? The, the problem is that here yesterday they, they kicked it down the road um, to March 1st on the bifurcated uh, program they've got now. They split it in two pieces. So they had two, one that was supposed to expire the 19th of January, one the February 2nd. They've moved the 19th of January to March 1st, the February 2nd to March 8th, okay? So they booted it down the road, you know, uh, something more than a month, okay? The, the problem is, it's not the problem, it's a problem, is that these yo-yos, these bozos, these buffoons, whatever you want to call these people, they have gone into office. They knew full well, if they had taken the time to read the Constitution, what their job description was. And, and they have constantly and unmitigatingly meddled in every single possible area that they could get their noses into except for what their job was. And they're kicking their... It, look, if you're a janitor, let's say, let's put it simple, and your job is to empty the trash every night when the, when the office has gone home, and you just don't do that because you're more interested in playing a computer game someplace in the back rooms, or you've decided that, uh, that maybe... You need to go read the mail in the CEO's office. Whatever you're doing is not doing your job. These guys have a simple, straightforward job, and they they just keep kicking the can, and they just won't do it, and they'll do anything else but do their job. You fire a janitor that doesn't empty the trash. You fire the people that aren't doing their job. Now, it's interesting, about half the Republicans in this in the House voted for this continuing resolution, and the other half didn't. Utah's got four congressmen, half went with it, half didn't go with it. Yo-yos and bozos. Here's the problem. We are debating and discussing and arguing about stuff that has no place on their plate. That's where we got, we got Ukraine funding. We've got Israeli funding, all this kind of stuff. That's coming up, I guess, in the next uh, iteration of this thing. But, but you know, it's, uh, this kind of brings another thought to mind. You know me, I'm kind of eclectic. But, you know, we were frantically shoveling billions of dollars, you know, well over $100 billion to Ukraine. They're going to they're gonna go under. We got a sh this lifeline. We got to get them something to help them. It's been months since we funded anything. Well, 
other than the backdoor stuff where the military has sold stuff and that's another egregious thing where the biggest and that's an ongoing black hole with dark money that you'll uh, you know never get to the bottom of here's the problem we are the largest exporter of death in the world bar not shame you on could, us for it you could put all of the others together they wouldn't be able to hold a candle to us so anyway right. but but still nevertheless all of this stuff is somehow the ukraine mess keeps muddling on without our billions of dollars being shoveled there tax out of taxpayer coffers this bravo sierra this frantic this oh we got to do something we're all gonna I die mean, it's, kind it's, of attitude it's psychotic is what it is this it notion is. that we you know it can't get along or it can't somehow write itself or work itself through without our funding which we certainly don't have so shut down avert again i say now what i say they're just going to slowly but surely devolve us into a third world country over this we're going to have well, they, people jettison the dollar more and more and more and more as we become the world super cop and everybody hates us for it the blowback will be incredible but as we continue to do this and print money the inflation is the hidden tax which will not go away and every one of us that in america will just be uh, diluted diluted over time to the point where hey we devolve into a third world style country in terms of our financial wherewithal on an individual as well as a national basis that's what the reality of this continued kicking the can down the road is going to cause well unquestionably the uh, the fact of the matter and this is going to sound really unlike me <laughs> i mean i tend to be a you know a careful considered i mean this is what i try to be anyway i say spend all your money spend it all don't save anything guys i mean it's foolish to save money you say what is he talking about i haven't done the numbers lately but i'll bet you if you had a hundred thousand dollars in the bank when biden came into office it will purchase now less than eighty thousand would have purchased when he came into office the inflation rate is draining your bank account, even if you haven't that's spent right. one penny of it. And that's and, the hidden the, tax I'm speaking of. It is, absolutely. The Fed is right there in the middle of this thing. We've got to audit the Fed and get rid of the Fed. But this stuff, I mean, it's at every single level, Sam. I mean, we're not just talking about the oh, printing right. presses running overnight. Look at the inflation. I mean, not the inflation. The immigration things. We have been invaded millions upon millions upon millions upon millions. You're right of invaders and they will not address it this is an impeachable offense the president has the laws in effect he will not enforce them mayorkas and his other well, in my opinion see if he group. will not enforce the law which is his obligated oath under the constitution if he will not enforce yes. them i say that he deserves impeachment well he absolutely does i mean and they're off on this the dalliances of hunter biden with his girlfriends or prostitutes or whatever the heck he's calling them and his concubines things yeah whatever anyway and, and his <laughs> gun thing okay this kind of stuff is a diversion just like it was in the ken star uh impeachment right. of, of bill clinton it's it's uh, it's noise and they're pursuing strings pulling on strings you say oh yeah 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 those guys are idiots they're buffoons they're debauched in every way shape and form yeah but what all it does dalliances. It, it acclimates the public to be frustrated all the time but never uh, trickle out enough to to uh, get the people angry enough to, to actually take action so keep that always percolating of frustration and anger and disappointment and and all this kind of stuff but never really uh, you know move for change never really have enough come out fast enough to, to 
create iron anger for change. And I don't mean anger in a violent way. I just mean, look, we're not going to tolerate this. You continue to kick the can down the road uh, economically and, and you avert a shutdown again. You think you've done a great job. We don't think so. We're going to elect somebody else for a change because we want people who will take action and do something different. Okay. Well, they don't they don't let it percolate to the point where that happens just enough where people are ill content all the time. And they watch this barometer all the time. And if you go read the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ, and whether you are a Mormon or not, or a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or not, is not important. What's important is it's one of the greatest handbooks for freedom. And it talks about how these leaders are afraid of their people in their time, back in their day, uh, in these ancient American civilizations, and how they were the leaders wanted to have their way with the people and, and lord over everybody and all this. But they were basically scared of the people. And so they would gauge the people's reactions, and then they would basically you know, drive this mil- misinformation, malcontent idea um, and try to control the people. And they'd be very careful of what they pushed for and how they went for it until they, the time was right to take the actions. And they're doing the same things to us today is the reason that I'm bringing this up. It's really important to understand. They're watching us all the time to say, hey, what will happen if we do this? Or what if we say this? Let's, let's throw out a trial balloon. Nikki Haley suggesting she's, well, it's a two-man race between Donald and Nikki, except for she came in third. When we come back, I'll talk about Nikki Haley because some people are, well, they're jumping on the Scott Bradley and Sam Bushman bandwagon. I'll tell you about it in seconds on your radio. Recent studies show that parents who smoke in the home are more likely to have children who smoke. Yes, in fact, my brother, he's 22 now, he told me and my father that's why he started smoking. One of the reasons why he started smoking is because my dad was around, you know, and he, he, my dad, they saw my dad smoking. My dad said, okay, I don't want you to smoke. I don't want you to you know, watch what I'm doing. Recent studies also show that in homes where parents don't smoke, their children usually don't smoke either. I am the way I am because my grandparents taught me what not to do. They gave me morals. They gave me belief. They gave me something to believe in. They just taught me well. I love them. (laughs) I do. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an Immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. In the medical field, IT security is crucial. Our highly skilled consultants are HIPAA certified and have 20 plus years of experience servicing medical clinics, billing and supply companies. We offer comprehensive endpoint protection, guarding your computers and servers against all stages of threats. And with our 24-7 monitoring services, you'll never worry about extensive downtime again. Ready to level up your IT support? Call 801-706-6980 today and discover how great IT services can be with managed IT services. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. There's a guy by the name of Paul Ingracia, 
And Paul Ingrassia um, got his article published in thegatewaypundit.com, and they basically say this in the headline, Nikki Haley, the daughter of two non-citizens, is patently ineligible to serve as president or vice president under Article 2, Section 1 of the Constitution for the United States of America. She's patently unable to serve. She's ineligible. And I really want to double down and thank uh, the Gateway Pundit and thank Paul Ingracias or Ingracia uh, for this because they're spot on on this point. And they document that, look, you cannot have parent, you cannot be a natural born citizen if one of your parents isn't a citizen when you're born. It just isn't possible to the point you've been making, Dr. Bradley. And he doubles down with an article about this uh, in the Gateway Pundit. Uh, really great effort by them, and I commend them. And we've really got to work together to spread the truth on this, Doctor. I'm, I'm glad to hear this also. I, uh, two weeks ago, in fact, it was two weeks ago Friday, so exactly two yes, weeks. Yes, sir. I gave a deep dive review for two hours at a major presentation about uh, presidential eligibility. And we, we did this for analysis from the very beginning what the American Founding Fathers used as a definition of natural-born citizen. And we came forward through all of the, you know, the Supreme Court decisions in the 1830 and 1884 and what happened in 1913 and, and, and the 1940 naturalization things. Oh, we, we did a deep dive on all of those things. Bottom line, Haley and Ramaswamy and Kamala Harris, I mean, we could go through the whole list if you wanted, None Barack of Obama, which, all the way down. Yeah, Marco Rubio. The parents Cruz, were a lot not of citizens at her birth. She is ineligible to the office of president or vice president. And in fact, what they're using is this quote-unquote uh, birthright citizenship that came with the 14th Amendment with the which 1982. Which is bogus. Is totally bogus. 19, and we, we examined that from the, what the people that actually wrote the 14th Amendment said that it would not allow citizenship for people that were here under the conditions that these individuals are there. The 14th Amendment, they, the, uh, uh, Brennan came up with this as a footnote in the Plyler v. Doe case in 1982. But they say, no, 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 birthright. You, if you're born here, you're a citizen. It never, ever, that even that decision and nothing before it has attempted to change the natural-born citizen definition. And so people like Haley and, and like Ramaswamy and like Kamala that say, oh, I'm a birthright citizen. That is not a natural-born citizen. Natural-born citizen is clearly defined from the founding fathers forward. They are ineligible. And Haley could not hold the office just like Kamala Harris. Right. By the way, at the end of the 12th Amendment, go look it up, people. It specifically says if you're not eligible to be president in Article 2, you're not eligible to be vice president. Okay, That's so, right. because, so and the reason things, why is because vice president, if something should happen to the president, is next in line. And so if you can't become president via election, you certainly can't become acting president either is the point. And uh, the, you know, if you look at the legislatively created line of descendancy, if you will, if the president gets kicked out, uh, dies, whatever, the, the vice president takes over, and then it goes to the, sec, uh, the uh, uh, Speaker of the House and, and so on. Okay, President Pro Tem of the Senate, all this kind of stuff. If, let's just take 
Henry Kissinger was uh, uh, Speaker of the House. He's not. He's dead, thankfully. Only the good die young. He lived over 100, whatever. Should have never, never been, by the way. Uh, but at any rate, let's say he was Speaker of the House. And <clears throat> Biden and Kamala are eliminated. Uh, okay, suddenly it just descends naturally to the Speaker of the House. No, it doesn't. It would have to be rejected immediately because anybody— Of the eligibility reality. That's exactly right, the Article 2 eligibility thing. So so these kinds of things are nuances in some people's minds. And the, and the mistake is to let fact. somebody like that become Speaker of the House and be in, in order to become president in the first place because you set up your own you know, predetermined catastrophe in that regard. Here's the deal, though. The Constitution, Article 1, clearly states how long a person has to be a citizen. They can become here and get naturalized and all that kind of good stuff. They can, get, they can become part of the House or the Senate. They just can't take the role that is clearly more specifically defined in Article 2. So we have, as a people, become so ignorant, so deceived, so complicit in our own demise that we're allowing this to happen. Now, people are—Nikki Haley, is, is, she's got more baggage than just not being constitutionally eligible. She was trained by Klaus Schwab and his crew to be and a by the way, world leader. By the way, Klaus Schwab will be the kickoff for our two of the broadcast. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we've got a quote from Davos from this nutcase. We'll play that coming up. Be ready for that. But go ahead, doctor. I just well, wanted to tell you. So He's Nikki coming up, Haley, sir. Nikki Haley is one of the World Economic Forum's designated young world leaders. Come of on, she is. people now. I mean, there's an old song about that. You might have heard that years and years ago. But at any rate, the fact of the matter is we have wicked witches and wicked, wicked warlocks in a sense. I mean, whether it's uh, uh, this Trudeau guy in Canada, the wicked witch of the South Pacific in New Zealand, or whether it's uh, Macron or who, these people are all young world leaders in the Klaus Schwab crew. And, and these are people that are being pushed forward to us as our potential leaders. Well, Nikki Haley, number one, has that against her. But number two, she's not constitutionally eligible. Ramaswamy has dra dropped out now. Ramas Ramaswamy said a lot of really good things. He, no, by the way, he too is ineligible because of this idea that neither one of his parents were citizens. They came here legally. They didn't kick the door in and, and come across the border like most of the people are doing nowadays. But that doesn't mean that he is now qualified because he was born here. It just doesn't mean. He got his, he was born in the U.S. to two non-citizens. He gained his citizenship through what they're calling birthright citizenship because of the Plyler v. Doe case in 1982. He's always saying, oh, yeah, my parents immigrated legally. But he's a confirmed, even up to this date, his father is not a citizen. His mother became a citizen at some point after he was born in the United States. We don't know that date. But, but the fact of the matter is, he may be a really spiffy guy, a really bright guy. But handsome, not constitutionally qualified. But he's not. And that's a very important nuance. If, if this isn't important, tell it's me vital. what else could be decided. No, it's critically important. Uh, and it's okay, easy well, for people to kind of look past it now and say, hey, you know what, it's okay. We've kind of had a bunch of leaders like that. There's been no fallout. The founding fathers were extremely uh, concerned about that in their day. It doesn't apply to our day. You can try to rationalize that. But what you do is you cheapen the office of the president. What you do is you set us up for betrayal 
uh, internally. Uh, what you do is you misunderstand the intent of the fathers. This was not a racial, racial or a hate-filled agenda. This was a loyalty to the republic to make sure that nobody uh, took their oath of office in a direction that would be uh, undermining of the country. And so, you know what? I love Avek Ramaswamy. I think he says a lot of great stuff. I do not think he's constitutionally qualified to be president, and I will never vote for him to be president on that premise. However, I'm glad that he bowed out and he's endorsing Donald Trump or whatever else. Uh, we're going to get so into Trump this. Trump may pick him later. Maybe he may pick him. Yeah, but I hope he doesn't because he's not constitutionally qualified to be the vice exactly. president. Exactly. Well, so Trump should not exactly. pick him, and he should know better. He should know better. Now, Ramaswamy, with all his great ideas, could run. I'd put him somewhere in the cabinet, though. Things. I, absolutely, a cabinet position would be very appropriate. Now, again, there is a descendancy uh, process that if if everybody got crossed off the list, ultimately the cabinet's going to be going through for who's going to be president. If he came up as the guy that came up in that slot, he'd have to say, I'm not qualified. If he was an honorable. If he was honorable, he'd say, I'm not qualified, I love it, but here's who I'd recommend, but I'm not able to you know, step up to the plate here. Yep, he could. I agree. He'd have to be skipped over. That's right. But, and so I, I love problem. Vivek Ramaswamy as a person. I think what he says, I agree with almost every bit of it. He's articulate. He's clear. He doesn't play games. I think he's a great guy. Don't misunderstand me. And the fact that he's not white, I could care less about. Um, you know what? I also uh, don't agree with his religion, but I'm not here to create this religious litmus test against the guy. He has a place in our country and he came here and now he's a citizen and he's bringing a lot of, of good things to America in many, 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 many ways. But let's understand the rule of law here. It's the supreme law we're talking about. And in my opinion, complete fidelity to that law matters, doctor. It's, it's interesting to me that uh, we... We as a people are polluting our our nest, selling our mess of pottage or whatever, and we have become just basically completely ignorant of everything that's that's uh, vulnerable in this, and and we've got to turn our hearts back to the original intent and do this. By the way, I find it rather interesting that we have Kamala Harris currently sitting in a job that she's not only mentally capacity wise incapable of, but also constitutionally she's she's not qualified she's in the job she's from india ramaswamy's from india so is nikki haley it's very interesting to me how the indians have really kind you of kind of wonder if they're trying the to infiltrate something and the majority may not know. be but the few may be and i'm just telling you it's very interesting and strange how they come literally you know for the most part dirt poor they come over here and Pretty soon, they're like the rock stars leading the parade. How does that all happen, huh? You think that's by accident in politics? I'm here to tell you that it's not. Hour one in the can, Dr. Scott Bradley with me. Check out his award-winning collegiate series on restoration of this great country to preserve the nation. Available at freedomsrisingsun.com. Also, click on and sign up for his weekly webinars, Q&As on the Constitution, and more. I am Sam Bushman, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Yeah.